You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Well, this, uh, I never thought we'd be doing this, actually. In my... 28 years of life never would i a think that i had would have a show to talk about movies yeah and two definitely. that i would use that platform to talk Actually, about good Taylor point Swift. i really never thought we'd be doing this <laughs> um yeah i mean it's it's interesting because i've been thinking about this a lot and when describing to people i know what we were doing a lot of them are like why, why? like you have your own show why i think because for me we do we do a lot of this for ourselves we, yeah. we pick the movies we want to review. Mm-hmm. We talk about the topics we want to talk about. We dedicate like entire episodes. Like, yes, some fans have requested things, but like the Star Trek episode and the Marvel episode were things I wanted to do. We get, we definitely get to pick and choose. Yeah. So here, here was an opportunity where, yeah, not like a lot of fans, but enough people wrote in and enough yeah. people communicated. And we thought, well, okay, let's do Why one for, for this group of fans, and then next time we'll do one for this group of fans. It's the same way with, like, our vampire episode and our Star Trek episode. These, like, niche things are only downloaded and listened to by certain people. But that's okay. But that's, they are you know. wildly popular. Oh, the vampire one was one of our most popular episodes we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Which goes to show fan con Like, the fans, as much as we do pick and choose, you guys do drive the content. Definitely. Um, And this just happens to be one of those that's, like, maybe a little bit more niche than we're, we typically do. Because, like, as a, as a movie podcast yeah. or a movie radio show... People are going to expect, like, maybe a vampire episode, sure. Halloween, sure. whatever. Yeah. But I would say, I don't know, I, maybe I don't know our fans well enough, but this one to me was kind of, like, out of left field. Well, even even the amount of documentaries we do in general are pretty low. Because we just do yeah. based upon whatever comes to the screening room or if there's really something we're interested in on Netflix. Yeah. So there's a lot of documentaries we just don't listen to and 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 talk about and, and watch. So really, this is... This is definitely left field in that way, where it, it's it's already a documentary which we don't uh, we don't always talk about, and and it's also a topic that we don't generally get into. Yeah. And I mean, you have your feelings on Taylor Swift, which we've talked about. I could care less. You have like your your opinion of her is like neutral. Yeah, very like neutral. You're, like you don't very know neutral. anything about her. So. I feel the exact same way about her as I do about um, John Bon Jovi. Okay, but. John Bon Jovi is actually good. No, I don't. I mean, as a person, I'm not talking about music. I'm not talking about oh, music. Okay. I'm talking about okay. as a person, and it's like I, I don't. I honestly, I'm not a huge music fan. And I yeah, don't care I that much about musicians. Like I, I just know. don't care. So this, this was very interesting for those of you who don't know. Because two minutes in, we should probably make sure we. Tell oh, you. I thought we, we're ta- everyone just knew. <laughs> it's, it's our Taylor it's Swift our tw- episode. Welcome to our Taylor Swift episode. Um, Cue Taylor Swift. And snakes and stones never broke my bones. So. Cool. There you go. <laughs> Put some Taylor Swift in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that like for for the purpose of communicating with our fans, we asked for this. They responded. 
and it's up to us now using our platform and the, I think the proper way you should use platforms. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's talk do it. About it. Let's, let's run talk with about it. it. So before we get started, we are going to really focus today on ta the Taylor Swift documentary, Miss Americana. I keep having to look up what the title is because oh, it's like, yeah. I'm like, is it Miss America? Already, no, I feel it. like it's so pretentious. That it's called Miss America. I, like already. We're, so so we've heard Taylor's thoughts on on this. A film. couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Our Taylor, by the way. I yes. Or even our fans. You'll see the fan questions. They make a clear distinction when they're talking about you versus Taylor <laughs> Swift. It's very interesting. Great. We'll get into it. Um, I um, I did watch this um extremely recently. And I'm coming in like fresh. as of this morning. As of today, this <laughs> An morning. An hour ago. Maybe three hours ago. <laughs> maybe it was the thing I did after lunch. We don't know. Um, so I I have going to give my review of this. We are going to go to fan questions, but we're structuring things a little differently mm -hmm. this episode. Because our fan questions, usually we do at the beginning, they lead so much into the topics, we're going to do the review first. I'm going to give my review. Right. Taylor's going to remind us about what you're going to remind us about what you think about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the film a bit, and then we're going to hear from fans. But before we do that, I have some very quick Taylor Swift facts, movie facts to go through here and talk about some of the films she's been in. Yes. Because Taylor Swift has been in movies. Who knew? Uh, well, it, I did. Well, but... four. To be specific, <laughs> uh, four films that have featured. Now, when I say films, like, I, you know, you go on her IMDb credit and, and they credit, like, music videos. As, right. Like, being an actor. I'm not including those. Like feature those. films. Yeah, I'm talking about feature films. And I'm talking about not soundtrack. Like, she was an actress. She had lines. She had lines in these movies. Sort of. Okay, so uh, you had brought up that she actually first, and this is the first time she ever made a, a any sort of TV or film appearance was actually on television. She's on CIS. Uh, CSI. Sorry, CIS. CSI, Crime Scene Investigation. Okay. And an episode in 2009 called Turn, Turn, Turn. She played a character named Haley Jones. Apparently she was a rebellious teen. I did not watch and know nothing about that. So I just wanted to bring up that was her first appearance. So her second appearance, she was in a movie called Valentine's Day. She played Felicity. Uh, and her on-screen boyfriend was Taylor Lautner, and oh. then they proceeded to date in real life. I hate when that happens. Like I, I well, that's I her get MO. it though. That's her. Yes, I, I, yes, the documentary talked about. That. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've never. Maybe it's just because I went through extremely rudimentary acting classes. I'm just going to say right. that. I am actually going to reference my arts and theater career quite a bit in this episode. Okay. But I want to preface because this. Because she's like your typical arts student. Is that what I went to school with into? a lot of Taylor Swift. Okay. Got um, it. Got but it. I also want people to understand that I know it's different. Like I am not comparing myself even remotely even to taylor swift i'm not she she is talented and i'm gonna give her that um but in terms of just like acting and theater stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up um she voiced a role in the lorax i didn't know that audrey uh, this is a movie i saw quite good in it actually oh. that i actually really liked the lorax i thought it flew kind of under the radar um, when it, they were doing a lot of Dr. Seuss yeah. stuff at, at the time and Horton Hears a Who, which was hilarious. Um, obviously, they did The Grinch and have redone it and done stuff. But the Lorax was which, actually So she good. was good in it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, her and Zac Efron play the kind of two sort of like love interests in terms right. of that story. It's a bit like Zac Efron's character goes and finds the person who tells the story of the Lorax, but they expanded on that character of of who was hearing the story a little bit right. more in like his life. So yeah, she was actually pretty good in it. Smaller role, but but still good. She was in an episode of New Girl, 
on television. I used to watch that show, and I obviously missed that. Elaine, one. Elaine's Big Day, to 2013. Okay. She played. Who knows? I don't know. I watched some episodes. Um, I kind of got bored of it. It was one of those shows that I kind of stopped. I really, really liked the dynamic of, like, the three guys that she lived with. Like, the three of them and the way their characters but were. But hated her? Yeah. yeah I that was, was not a fan of her. Like, uh, but I thought. Her the, being Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. The and girl. the character. Yeah. Of, obviously, I don't I don't know the person. But the character. I just felt like they, they made three really well-rounded, funny, comedic people that was interesting and then like she was just kind of there you didn't need even though that was the whole premise that she's the fourth roommate but you didn't even need her and she was supposed to be the sort of glue or catalyst like usually you introduce a a new aspect to a thing and at the end you realize she made everyone better but i don't think she did really nothing really no one made anybody better it was just kind of but anyway um that'll be that'll be our new girl episode uh she was in the giver which i brought up uh last week had no idea rosemary no no interest in seeing this movie she played the character i read the book and i actually love i love the book most children of a certain age have read that book yes and love it and i i saw the movie and it was meh but the she plays she plays the character that's in the flashback the right. like early person who had like the abilities and was learning from the giver the one that like did it didn't go well right um and it was used as like a a word of caution for like the main character or whatever um so again a smaller role but she was there was she okay and she, like fine. she wasn't like bad she didn't ruin the movie she didn't ruin like the movie was already meh um even though there were some actually pretty good actors in that like Jeff Bridges played the kind yeah, of yeah I remember. I just it was one of those things and I am this person and I'll admit that it's a fault but when I ha- when there's like um sort of like a piece of pop culture or like a piece of literature or like film that I'm really attached to and then I hear that they're making like remaking it or they're yeah. making an adaptation the giver to, in my mind doesn't really lend itself well to film it's cuz a lot of yes. it is like revealed to you in your imagination 100% and a lot of it is internal thoughts that the main character is having so I had no interest I find books that are like that are are tough and originally they were going to release it in color but the book happens in black and white the book's in black and white but but you don't it is in black and white but the thing is is that okay this is what's interesting because I remember from the giver you don't learn it's black and white until midway through the book yeah, but like so again, that's like you. that's what I mean. Yeah. Like how like no, all of those like not like plot twists, but no. like plot points. The movie are... is in black and white, and then there are like moments in color. Like all the stuff he like envisions and memories, like, memories right? and stuff. I believe are in color. We're giving so many and he sees spoilers color. of the Giver. That's his if, thing. But again, if you are thirty and haven't read the Giver, what school did you go to? Yeah, it's a great like... it's it's a great read when you're young. It's a, it's very fascinating. Uh, and then of course her most recent role. Um, her roles in in theater and in, in film are quite far apart because The Giver was 2014. She made another appearance five years later in 2019 in, of course, Cats. She was she also, I think, a producer. Bumbling Arena, Bumble Arena, Bumble Arena. You would know better than me. You. I do the, not remember. You're in the theater. World. I do not remember. I until we even when watching the movie, I couldn't remember what well, character she have, played. They all have stupid names. Yeah, but some of them are like. They make sense for the character in terms of what they do, and like the, it's like explained why they have this name, and they, they like the names are weird. But I couldn't remember Her. for the life of me who she was until it happened. I went, oh, that random cat. I feel like I can't even say like was she good because the movie is so weird. She vocally was good. Well, you know, 
I'll give her one. Like you said, she is talented. Mm. Watching the documentary, she is a very good singer. Oh yeah, I I I think she. For a lot of people who who are in music now, they usually can't sing at all. She um, can sing. She can sing. Um, and in Cats, her voice fit the part well, and when she was able to do it. Um, and she wrote. She co-wrote a song with yeah, Lloyd Webber, which was fine, but you could tell it didn't fit. Like it's the, a pop song, not y- a yeah. And, song. and Cats of of all the musicals, Cats has a has, has a much more wide range of styles in it because each cat is different right. and each cat does have a different style but it was very modern exactly what you're saying like it yeah. was very popular. you could tell like this mo- is yes. not a musical and even musicals now you can tell by not even probably five seconds of music i could tell you if, if the musical is from the 50s or now because now has a very distinct style of music yeah now it's very very distinct and even like musicals of the 80s had a very distinct style but like now it's and i hate modern musicals because they all sound the same to I me. hate them though like the new Disney songs they're adding to these Disney Yeah movies. and you can tell they don't fit. Yeah. I think you can but stop hiring non-musical theater people to sing musical theater songs yeah. and then randomly adding in pop songs for sure where they don't belong. Yeah and and I think just there are enough talented people out there and even there are enough talented stars who can sing why can't you just work with them like there are stars who can sing like yeah. and, I, and i think that e- even the, in even in cats there were people who could sing in all of movie. the people who are in frozen yep they can all sing they can all sing and they all do a great job yep. just keep hiring those four people and at least two of them were huge broadway yeah like stars. A, a D, a, adina menzel and um and the guy who plays the like bumbling Snowman. Oh yes, him too. So it's three. Josh Gad. I'm trying I'm trying to think of like what the character's name of the bumbling dude who has the reindeer. Yeah. Oh no, Olaf. Well, I wanted to say yeah. Olaf too, but that's and, like, the snowman. Sven is the reindeer. Yeah. Well, Sven's human <laughs> is is Jonathan Groff, who's also, also a, a big musical theater yeah. person. Um, and Kristen Bell, I think, did something. But even like Hugh Jackman. Big star started on Broadway. Like go and, and there's lots of people just like him out there who are multi multi talented. And why can't you use them? Stop hiring Emma Watson. Yeah, it's Emma Watson and Idris Elba. Um, you know, the list goes on and yeah. on. I don't just, know. There's just two of them, but there's so there's many people. Many, there's ridiculous. many. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my quick what movies she was in and what she's done. There so not there's Taylor Swift's filmography. Yeah, not great, not horrible. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, didn't haven't seen um, haven't seen Valentine's Day. It's definitely one of those like ensemble cast movies okay. that like you might watch when it's on TV, but like whatever. Right. Um, Lorax, fine. Giver, fine. Cats, she can sing. So, like, it's just hit and miss. It's just very much like, okay, cool. Like, I don't – I wouldn't – if I didn't know things about Taylor Swift, I'd be like, who's this random person who's like, okay, in these Yeah, like, she's obviously only getting these parts because she is Taylor Swift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the documentary, Miss Americana. It should be fresh. You watched it three hours ago. I watched it three hours ago. I have a lot of – questions that I don't I get I don't I'm gonna pose them but I'm not expecting like you to about answer them. her some are about her but also just in general I was very so I will say right off the bat that like structurally I just think this is a really poorly directed documentary and we it's were talking about this before we started yeah it's it's what I didn't like about it 
normally in a documentary, as you meet people, there's moments where you kind of get to know who these people are in this person's life, um, whether it be like, oh, this is this person's assistant, or this is, the, this is this musical person, and whatever. The only time I can remember them putting a little thing at the bottom that writes, like, this is who this person is, is when she had, like, that guest guy who was singing a song. I don't even know who he is. Brendan Neary from Panic! at the Disco? You don't know it? who yeah. he is? No, I don't know who he is. Don't care. Um, <laughs> it, it, like... Even though, like, other than her being like, oh, I love my mom, and then, like, the next shot, I assume that's her mom. This is my mom. But there's no thing. And and all these people that she talks to and works on things with, I don't know who they are. I feel like they must have done that, but, like, you literally just watched it so you would know. I don't think they did. I was thinking about this when that thing popped up for that dude. What's his name? Brendan Urie. Yeah, fine. Brendan Urie. Um, when it popped up for him and it said, this is his name, this is who he is, and there was, like, a little, you know, text is written yeah. on the screen. I thought to myself, like, I think this is the first time I've seen text written on the screen. That is very frustrating to me, and it happened, uh, I think, when I saw the David Crosby documentary where they introduce people as if we should know who these people are and i don't think that's fair like and the david crosby documentary was really great mm. and that would be the only thing that i had a complaint really about this documentary had lots of things wrong with it and one of them being like they introduce introduce these people as if as we if already they, know or they're unimportant which is the way i was reading into it now that's again that's different for someone who's like i have no interest in the music like industry and like i wouldn't know people right. anyway but i'm like well wait a minute she's sitting here working at one of her songs with someone who's the someone how did he contribute to it like it's not all her. or like when she has let when she has dinner with her old high school friend yeah like who's who this cares person? like why was that even added? i don't know why that was to there, show but... that taylor swift is a human but that's kind of what uh, that was one of the examples of why i thought the documentary was a little pretentious like i Again, with yes, I, I think I had a little bit more of bias coming into it. It was like I knew your review. I knew our fans wanted to talk about it. But I also don't have bias because I'm probably the the person who cares least about these people. Yeah. Like I don't care about Taylor Swift or okay, Kanye West or any of these people. But don't you think that the goal of a documentary about a person is to make you want to care about that person? Yes, I would so agree with that. Yes. In my From what I'm getting – it failed because you 100 percent. I still don't still care. Still don't care. Um, it, really, I I I found this documentary was a little self-serving, um, a little too narrow to her point of and like view. On the nose. On the nose. Very on the nose. And I still came out of it not understanding why she had to change, like political politicalness. Mm -hmm. Why she didn't. Why she didn't want to talk about politics at the beginning. What exactly made her disappear and feel bad and awful? Like I kind of got a hint of it, but I didn't get an I didn't get get enough info. It was like, okay, well, all celebrities go through this. Okay, like, oh, your what, feelings how did were it, hurt. Yeah, like how did it affect you? Was kind of what I was looking at, and like, well, let's go deeper into this. Um, I also don't understand what happened to her her accent. Accents do not yeah, just disappear. Yeah, that's true. She had accents a Western accent. Do not accent. just disappear. They don't. When she was 16, she had a Western accent. And should I note, she's actually from Pennsylvania. Is she? She was born in Pennsylvania and moved to Tennessee when she was like 13. Yeah. Okay. So she's clearly putting on an accent and then she loses it, which yeah. is fake. So again, it just came the, – the whole time I was watching it going, okay, give this person a chance. I'm trying to get to know this person. Um, let's see. Let's and, and to me, it came off as very fake. 
and very okay, insincere. I'm glad that yes. I thought I was like, and I did a disclaimer before my before my review saying I'm biased. I don't like her persona. I don't like how she projects herself. But for someone who has like no frame of reference, yeah. to get the sense that this is like a pretty phony person. Yeah, and and I also want to throw in my own disclaimer, and this will be I'm sure this will be controversial to to our fan who called us sexist. But I also am not a fan of playing into. Um, an excuse for doing something or a reason why something happened is because of pressures from blank and blank and blank. I don't take that as I, – I personally don't take that as, okay, that's the only reason. Usually there's other factors. Like societal pressures exist. They exist for women way more than they exist for men. I accept that. I understand that, especially in this industry. I hear music's particularly bad. Um, and if film is bad, I would imagine music's just as bad. Um, but I never saw the other catalysts. I always saw she was pressured. Okay, so she thought that people were booing her when the Kanye West thing happened and that made her feel bad. Okay, as a 16-year-old, you can misinterpret things. Absolutely. Did she watch the news? Because all those news clips after were like, Connie West is a, t- is a dick. Like that literally was what yeah, people were saying. Like, I was like, if I was 16, I would be like, oh, I'm going on the internet. I want to find out like what the heck is going on. And like, why were people booing me? Oh, they're not? For, you would only have felt bad in that moment. And yes, then you would have course. walked off stage. Which and everyone... I get. That moment is heartbreaking. I remember that happening. I know of that moment. Yeah, it was but horrible. I thought I was going to get, okay, behind the scenes, look how she was feeling. And like there was backlash and people agreed with Connie West. No one agreed with him, with what he did. No one. Nothing in what was said. She so like, came out. She came out the winner. She always comes out 100%. the winner, and she still acts like she, we've and that, crucified her. And that is where I get into my comment: as I went to school with so many people who were exactly like Taylor Swift, very hard done by. Everything in the world, so much pressure, so much woe is me, this and that. And hey, I understand and accept that that does exist out there. But the just just like my opinions on on how someone feels inside, first and foremost. Before anyone else, it's you. It's you to step up and stop it. Then, yes, there's outside factors. There's lots of things. Things that lead to depression that's not people's faults. But you have to take certain things upon yourself first to go, okay, I'm going to have to try to shut this out. I have to figure out. And the only good moment of the documentary was when she actually said that. There was a point later in the documentary where she was like, okay, like – I have to start stop worrying about what people think about me. I need to focus on what's right for me. I need to do what's right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's Here's a moment. Here's some growth. There's some growth. But that was the only moment in the documentary where I was like, yeah, okay, I agree with that sentiment. I get what you're saying. But she – everything she did in the documentary seemed to go back to that. Her point at the beginning was I used to do things just so I'd be liked. And now she's still doing things so she'll be liked. It's yeah, just things like, that people like a little bit better. Yeah, like I felt also – you know, she's like, I always wanted to be the good girl. Well, I feel like you are still trying to be the good girl, but now you've just embraced LBGQ. And being a good girl, quote unquote, I'm just going to use the quote. Yeah, because it's a construct. It's a, con- it's a construct. A yeah, I'm not, and, I, and But quote unquote, to be a good girl in society now has shifted. People think a very like quote unquote good girl or good person or good whatever is to be loud and to say your opinion and to fight. Be political. And be political and to fight injustice. So she is still doing the same thing. It's just it the felt, world changed. It felt to me just so everything she did was very calculated. Yes. And yeah. she there's even parts in the documentary where she says she has to be calculating. And I'm like, so you're upset yeah. with people calling you out on being calculated. That was that seems to me oh, to I be up the on that major. Too. And I'm like, 
you're upset with people calling you out on the truth. Stand in your truth, Taylor Swift. Yeah. And this is what the documentary should have been about. Yes, it should have been I agree. about she um, is unashamed with the the political the career move she's made. She's realized that she needs to rectify a wrong. She's not ashamed about having to rectify the wrong, but this is how she's moving forward. Although, yeah. in my opinion, I don't think she believes she's done anything wrong. She's just doing this as another career move. That but, that would be that would actually be what I was thinking too. Is like, I it's almost intention to me is really important. Yeah. So the actions she's taking, I don't necessarily disagree with, but I don't like the intention that's behind it if she was saying no i'm going to stand up for what's right this is what i have to do and i'm doing it because of me and i don't care what anyone else thinks i look at that very differently than i should probably do this so people like me and i'm going to be calculated i'm going to do this but i'm also going to backtrack that's gonna, what it felt like because yeah. the whole time the whole time the language she's using in the documentary is about how everything she's done is to be able to be liked yeah and she always feels wounded when yeah. people think that she's not like she's not being well liked so it's like well is this just not another move like to me it just seems so disingenuous essentially and I, is the, and there was another quote from the documentary that i didn't like that she said where she said we she was speaking about people in the industries like right. this we get into this for claps and applause yeah. and like, not no not everyone does and that's what I'm that that attitude I went to school with all the time I went into theater because I had something to say and I liked it and I felt I could express a certain way and there's lots of people you wanted to craft a story yes. and be creative and Hugh Jackman I'm going to just use him as an example because we were talking about him earlier Hugh Jackman went into theater to not be famous because he loves theater. That's what he Performing. wanted to do as a living. It's the same thing as someone who wants to become X, Y, and Z. It's their passion in life is what they want to do. Whether fame just ends up being a secondary of that because of the way we constructed it. She craves fame. Yes, she craves fame. I don't think she's a I think she's a talented artist, but I don't think the art has ever been as important to her as the fame. And that's what I got out of this documentary. And I don't think that's a positive thing. Because message. at the very beginning it opens with um, her not winning the not being nominated for a not, Grammy. Yes, yeah. And her first reaction isn't tears, isn't like genuine sadness. She says, "We'll just make a better album." Yeah. So it is just about the recognition. Yes, because the artistry for for pure artists, they care more about their art, the craft, the craft. They would have been like, "Whatever, I yeah. stand behind that album." And say what you will about the people we've talked about, like say we about like Marriage Story, because we've we've bashed it. At least he, the guy had a vision; he stuck to it. And whatever, he's going to make his thing because it's his thing, and he doesn't care about awards or anything. He just has a story he needs to tell. I personally like that more yeah. than that I'm doing this for fame, and I think it just comes off very phony. Exactly what you're saying. It comes I think off very she's just phony. a phony person. Yeah. And this documentary made me think just solidified what i already thought about her yeah um i don't think it's i like what i said a couple weeks ago i think people who like taylor swift their minds aren't going to be changed i think if you no. like taylor swift and you watch this documentary it's going to affirm the things you like about her but for people who are like me who found her phony to begin with i think any intellectual anyone who goes into this movie with sort of an intellectual critical eye will come out feeling the same way we did. And anybody who likes film is going to find this a a jumbled mess. Poorly with crafted strange time jumps for no reason, with with no real narrative structure, with a really strange, like, okay, we're going to go back here, we're going to go over here, we're going to try to make a point. But no, there was no stakes. There was no, I don't want to say heart, because obviously this was 
this was for one person this was her pouring out and trying to open up but to me it seemed very surface like there's yes, heart but it's say, not it's not deep there's no depth even here. when she talks about some like very heavy stuff oh very heavy which stuff. like you know like you wouldn't wish on anyone like she ha- she admits to having an eating disorder that horrible weird sexual assault happened in which that i will case. say about that what was what was interesting to me and this is where documentaries See, I, again, I'm, I'm different when I look at documentaries, but this is where documentaries make mistakes for me. They mention that and she does the cool thing of like, well, I countersued for a dollar. How'd you come up with that? How did you come up with it? That That's what I'm interested. So I The moments where I like of documentaries and movies about musicians is like they're crafting these songs I've heard and they're crafting these moments. And I think about like one of the cool scenes where she was talking back and forth with that, with that famous dude about that music video. Yeah. And she was coming up with these ideas like, well, I'm envisioning this and this and this. I was like, and OK, that, that's cool. That's the problem with this documentary that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah. Is this a... Uh, is this a tour documentary? Are we watching con- live concert footage? Is this a making of an album, which is its own genre of um, music documentaries? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the strongest scenes were when she was in the studio I agree. writing the album. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, is this, if that's what it is, great. Is this a documentary about her life? Horrible. Failed. 100% failed. We don't even know that she was born really in Pennsylvania. You didn't even know that. what happened to her southern accent? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was Um, so apparent. Is this this a documentary about the music industry in general and about the sexism? Um, if that's the po- if that's the point, it failed. Is this a movie about her sexual assault? If that's the point, it failed. If this is a documentary about the, yeah. the double standards of women versus men, and then so she tries to There's do too many things. She's trying to do too many things, and because she's trying to do, or the fil- the director is trying to pick too many topics. Everything is surface. It's superficial, and that's why I think it comes across as phony. And this is directed by Lana Wilson, and we talked a couple weeks ago about, you know, early directors and their careers and mistakes they make and trying to, like, craft things and learn and grow. Like, there's a lot of – exactly what you're saying because every question you just – put to me i was like well there's this one scene that that was about for sure but it never again like yeah and all of those are interesting and again not to play light on anything because there are some heavy topics in here but, but it um, doesn't she doesn't do herself justice no by I don't giving uh, yeah. space to explore those topics that that um that sexual assault trial is is a, an interesting moment that could have really been it could have been its own documentary its own thing. yeah but it was it was brushed over as if the most all these things happen and she brings up the most important thing that they spent more time with her at the piano talking about it and singing about it to an, a crowd of people more so than than it actually happening do you know what i mean like yeah. they they spent less time on that trial and what went into unpacking it, and, what, it and unpacking it and they spent more time on her live, bumbling live her way through through footage. explaining it on live commentary because it's emotional right like it's an yeah. emotional thing so it's hard for her to talk about but if there's one thing i can't stand is when you want to say something important it's important how you say it don't say it emotionally practice that's the first thing they teach you in acting is the method of acting like the you know the method where you like you like try to draw on your own personal experiences it can be dangerous because if you lose emotional control and you've lost the character you're no you're no longer hamlet you're mike 
crying about what right. the heck you're crying about. So the, the you got to be careful and you got to practice and, and practice and craft it. Because it was maybe as a, a Taylor Swift fan, that song maybe would have had more context. And so it would have made sense. But because you and I don't listen yes. to her music... It's like, well, I don't give a shit about this song. I want to know about the nuts and bolts 100%. of the style. Here's how I would have done it. I would have taken 20 minutes out of the documentary, had that song play on loop underneath all the footage and talking about what happened, and then end it with her talking at right. the concert and bringing that song back so your mind as a listener goes, oh, oh this song was about why. that? Yes. Yeah. That's how I would have done it. And so I just think it was a – Yeah. It just seemed like a messy documentary. So what are your thoughts on, I don't know if you read the reviews, because typically you do the same thing that I do, is you don't read the reviews. Yeah. But the reviews are praising her for her authenticity. I stayed away from the reviews, but what I did do, because when our fan questions came in, I read some of the fan questions, and I also looked at what fans were saying. Right. Like, just looked around, like, uh, like because critics, film critics and whatever, like, people are going to disagree in film. It's hard to judge film and one of the reasons why I don't review, read reviews is I don't really care what another review yeah, has to say yeah. like it's it's I'm giving my thoughts like your thoughts or whatever only if like when it's oh there's a controversy or something right. but a lot of the what the fans were praising and even what we're going to get into fan questions next what our fans are saying I can see where they're coming from I just think it's a little more surface than people are giving it credit for people, I think yeah, people, people are, are saying, saying there's depth she's here she's so deep I'm like which what? I don't see I don't yeah. know anything more about Taylor Swift the person yes. the person <laughs> yeah. than I did yeah. I can see the gears turning. I now know her as a businesswoman, mm -hmm. as an artist. Um, I can see how she's calculating in her career, which I'll applaud her. She's quite the career woman. But do I know anything of her as an actual living, breathing woman? No. Yeah, and uh, this is what I would say. That I came out of the documentary thinking this. Everyone in her life is unimportant because we didn't even need to know their names. No one has ever contributed or worked as hard as her and no one helps her. Yeah. Which is what that's the what, the way the documentary seems. If you're not going to tell us the name of these people, then they clearly don't help you. I don't think she's come up with every idea herself. Like art's very collaborative, so I'm sure there was lots of influences. She but does again, we don't. act though, like she's the hardest woman working, the hardest and working woman I'm in the music industry. I'm sure she works hard, but I don't think she works any harder than another person who can. Cares. I give you a little tidbit. Yes, go ahead. Her father. Is like a, a very wealthy man. Was her father the one she was explaining to why yeah, he's she... Yeah, like, Bill, Bill, or um, he's listening to like old celebrities. Right, like, right. Why they don't you know, talk about politics. Gary Grant yeah, okay. never had to that talk about politics. Yeah, okay. that was her dad. Do you dad. know how I don't know that? There's no, there was nothing to say. This is my father. Um, So he, um, I forget like what his job is, but essentially I think it's like finance. Like he's a rich guy. He bought shares in the label that produced her first album. Did he? And if you don't think that's fishy, you need to grow up. I'm surprised you're allowed to do that. Wouldn't that be insider trading? I mean, I, again, I don't understand I don't enough think to it's, know. But... I don't think it's insider training, trading, but it's unethical. Oh, absolutely. Like essentially saying like, oh, you're an up and coming studio. Yeah. You want to sign my daughter? Here's $100,000. Yeah, that's no, yeah. I thought you couldn't do that because of the conflict of interest, but okay, <laughs> whatever, me, monopolies, like, you know. <laughs> and it's like, she's like, oh, I worked so hard. Um, did yeah, you it can't, it, again, it, I can't remember the quote, but someone somewhere said, 
If you have to insist upon something, then you're probably not that thing. Like if you have to label yourself as something, then you're probably not that thing. Like if you have to label yourself as hardworking, you're probably not. I mean, okay, I'll backtrack a little bit because I don't want to be – I don't want anyone to take my words out of context. Taylor Swift is talented. She is a talented singer-songwriter. I think we've said that several times, yeah. But I think she got a lot of help in her career that that documentary did not – I think it would be naive to think that anyone who hasn't made it hasn't received a lot of help. So Fair. so I think it's like not even you, worth mentioning. Not even worth mentioning because, but but it is when someone denies it, which seems to be again, it's not specifically She's, said, but the air she gives. Why she didn't include it in I mean, I'm not an idiot. Why she didn't include all that stuff about her not growing up in Tennessee, yeah. about how her family relocated to start yeah. a music career, how her dad invested in the studio. That's and, beca- and they did all this because they recognized her talent. Yes. So, so obviously there had to be talent to begin with. But yes. why I'm not naive enough to be like, well, why didn't they show that? They didn't show that because it goes against the narrative she's trying to construct exactly. of this independent yes hardworking. Yes. She's hardworking. I get it. You know, to put out as many albums as she's put out before the age of 30, you have to be a hard worker. Everyone has to, in these industries, you have to work but hard to a certain degree. To not mention all of that stuff, not mention why she had a phony accent, you are fake to me. Yes. No, and, and, and I do agree with that. Like, again, not knowing any of those things about her, like that you just went into. And all you have to do is look up a Wikipedia, or read her Wikipedia. And that's the thing. I never have, but I still came out of it with a similar feeling that you did where I was just and I wanted I went into it wanting to like, like this. Her. Like, okay, I want to like this. You you see again at the beginning, you seem sincere. Something we like a bunch of things happen to you. It's emotional. Hey, losing and not being nominated for something can be heartbreaking. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So I get it, but at the end of the day and at the end of the documentary, I just came out of it going like Okay, well, I mean, I didn't care before. I don't care now. But you seem kind of phony and fake to me. <laughs> but, but again, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And I don't care. But yeah. I, I, again, we get into it. Um, I do want to jump into some fan questions just because yeah. we had so many people write in and we had so many thoughts on this. And some are, are, are positive and negative and different. But but I will say these are every point, every person who took the time to actually write in well-crafted responses. Great. We've got lots of thoughts here. I'm going to go through them. I also threw in a couple uh, fan questions that are not related to this just because yeah, we'll, we'll do it's some. It's not a screening in Kingston without it. Yeah, we'll just throw in some fan questions. Okay, so Carrie writes, Hi, Taylor and Mike. I'm answering your call to action about the new Taylor Swift movie that I did watch on Netflix and did ask uh, for you folks to review it. So I guess Carrie was one of the people, I believe on Instagram, uh, Carrie messaged us. Hi, Carrie. Um, I have uh, super mixed feelings on it in general. I have always enjoyed her music, but in the past have felt uh, a lot of the ways that Taylor, screening at Kingston Taylor, feels about her as a person or even just as a celebrity. But one thing I will say uh, is the way this movie goes, I do feel quite sorry for some of the stuff she had to go through. I get the point made on your show about documentaries showing intention or a point of view, but even even objectively looking at the situations, I'm not sure how I would react being in her shoes, uh, which... Uh, did make me feel sorry for her at times. I will definitely. I was definitely one of the people looking forward to your thoughts, but honestly, I have a lot of mixed feelings myself. So I can see where Taylor from your show is coming from. So she kind of agrees with you a little bit. Can see where you're coming from in thoughts, but did sort of feel sorry for her at times. Um, I feel sorry about the things mentioned. 
like so so i'll give an example of this her mom had a had a cancer horrible horrible yeah, cancer that would so that's, be horrible. that's terrible um the 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 thing we were talking about about the uh the sexual um assault horrible, um, horrible. um even e- the kanye west thing horrible to for for it to happen to, to anyone but also a, a young teenager winning a big award that's a horrible thing to have happen um uh, there was a fourth thing that the i was thinking disorder? the eating disorder however i just felt like it blew past these things yeah I just a little bit too like much there was an, enough emotional depth for me to be invested in it i agree yes. with carrie in the sense that like if any of those things happened to me i don't know how i would have reacted i probably wouldn't handle it with with a lot of grace but i, I don't wouldn't. like that attitude that famous people take where they're like being famous is so hard yeah and which is yeah sometimes what it came across yes i would agree with you on that and that makes me not sympathize with someone a little bit more it was like this is so hard and tough we know it is but like i said i think it begins with the self you have to do a lot of work yes and i and i know that a lot of people say that it's different and, and you don't know until you go through it i honestly think if i was a millionaire i just i don't even care now what people think who who are involved I with it. i just don't care if you don't know you me i don't think care Think fame is that horrible retire well yeah you are and she did disappear for a year apparently millionaire you're like one yeah. of the highest grossing you could buy an island and just live there yeah so i don't and you could release albums like yeah. just release albums on, on itunes you don't have to tour anymore so like that whole that that attitude and you i see it more with um actors like Kristen stewart yeah, has gone on record being like <laughs> i hate being famous well then okay we'll quit then quit. because i don't think you're a good actress anyway she should if if she wants to do her craft and again like film is different but most people start off stage theater so Kristen stewart why don't you just start doing off-broadway stuff yeah people forget like, in in five years you will never be mentioned again or super indie f- films that people will yeah. maybe see at sundance which she started to do for a bit we'll go back to doing yeah and just now just do in, that now she's in blockbusters yeah exactly space yeah movies. yeah anyways but i agree with carrie the thing like the eating disorder the kanye west thing tough for things. sure tough yes for very sure. sad but that overall attitude of woe is me i'm I know this isn't normal. Like when she, you know, when she walks out of her house and she's yes. like, I know it's not, we know it's not normal yeah, either, we Taylor. Know. So we who know. cares? And I think the other thing that, and this, this, this may sound, I'm going to try to explain myself. This may sound awful. This um, is how I felt when I gave my review. I was so I, careful with how I. When it comes to a film or a book, when it comes to a piece of entertainment, which I don't care what the intention is of the documentary. If it's a film, it's a piece of entertainment first. First and foremost, you are here to entertain yeah. in some aspects. You cannot, for me, just say bad words and have me feel s- sympathy for someone. You can't just come out and say, cancer, and me to suddenly feel sympathy. Yeah. Explain. Show. It's, n- it's not a book. It's a film. So show. Don't tell. If it's a book, yeah, you can talk, 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 because that's what you're doing. You're telling. Show me the 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 intensity of things show me the even even when she's talking i would e- accept a talking heads because it's a documentary of taylor swift being like here's what it was like after the kanye thing so she goes into that a little bit but then we pass it and we flip it on to yeah. something else i wanted more of that i and, and again it, it sounds bad but i do agree with carrie's point that was the point i was interested in like oh well this awful thing happened to her can you tell me more i want to hear more about and it i want to know what you were thinking that's why i think that people are giving her more credit than she deserves yeah. about being authentic and about being deep because I didn't get the yeah. sense like 
my mom has also had a cancer scare. She didn't have cancer the way that, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, so I could say, oh, my mom had a cancer scare. You know, like I just like that's almost how it was brought up. That's, though, yeah, in the like film. it's very like, much like she was talking about her dog, and even at the end of it, like Taylor Swift was like, "Okay, thanks, mom." Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that's I pretty sure that's what she said. Yeah, like, like, thanks for I that. Don't... Like, I was like, "Oh, like this was your cancer dog." Like, that's kind of interesting. Like, I, I was actually kind of intrigued by that. I was like, "Oh, okay." Like that makes sense. You wanted this dog. She did really. Whole life. She like, really shut her mom down. She did at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> like she did. I just watched this. <laughs> like it happened. So again, it's just. These are horrible things, and and I'm not going to sit here and say that that someone should just get over stuff. But when in the documentary you fly by it, it makes me as the viewer go like, oh, well, I guess that wasn't that important It's like, okay, what what am I supposed to do with this information? Correct. Agreed. Uh, Next question comes from Jesse, who writes in, as a pretty big Taylor Swift fan, I was excited to see this new movie about her life come to Netflix. What I wasn't prepared for was how heartbreaking a lot of the moments in the movie were. For example, hearing her side of things as to what happened at the awards show. I assume that's the awards show? Kanye. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Uh, And her mom having cancer. You must have at least – you must both be able to admit that it was a heartwarming documentary. Well, again, we kind of just addressed this. Those things are heartbreaking. Those things are tough, but I just don't think they were presented in a heartwarming, heartbreaking way. I don't – like I think that's kind of what we were saying. Didn't do it for me. Yeah. I think that like – again, what Jesse and Carrie are saying are sad things, but – they're not presented in a way that that I thought really fit and made it just, to me the Kanye West thing because I had heard about it before was something where I was like I kind of perked up you know when you're watching something yeah you're like and you're now, now, with, now I'm like okay now we're getting into this. this we're gonna unpack this we're gonna get some behind the scenes stuff but it was just more like yeah I disappeared everybody I thought everyone was or booing me she showed that clip being again being like I don't want to say anything bad about him and it's like okay okay okay. Okay. Well, then there's nothing more to say and there's nothing more to, to talk about. To be fair, Jesse, I'm not a very, like, overtly emotional person. Like, it takes a lot for me. And that's just, I guess, I wouldn't describe myself as a cold person. But, like, I'm also not one of those people that, like, easily cries while watching right. a movie. Right. Um, Like, I can admit, like, yes, that was a sad moment. But, like, it didn't move me. But I will say, like, and to kind of... Because I think we're kind of taking these questions and sort of adding our own opinions to Mackenzie or no, 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 sorry, Mackenzie's the next one. Carrie and Jesse and any fan of Taylor Swift, I could understand where oh, they're coming yeah. from as to why it would be heartwarming and heartbreaking. Because if someone, someone you love, regard like that's the thing about celebrities. We're, I will at least admit it's it's an honest love and affection people often feel for these. They people. They feel like they know the yes. person. So to see them go through something horrible is heartbreaking. I'm just looking at it as someone who doesn't know Taylor Swift at all, doesn't care, doesn't have an opinion, didn't have one to begin with, and through this like movie, a stranger in Starbucks turns correct. to my mom has cancer. I would be, that would be like, well, that's like that is horrible, and I'm sorry. But I also have no emotional but I connection. Also, to but I'm, you, so I'm probably later not really gonna. I'm gonna think go home and yes. eat a sandwich. <laughs> I'm sorry, but for real. <laughs> no, when you said that, the reason why I'm laughing is because you eating a sandwich. No, I used to say that to people all the time when they again to relate back to my life in the theater when young, a lot of the young people I would work with were so worried about what people think of reviews we would do I would always say to them I just don't go home and eat a sandwich yeah, just, I just go home and eat a sandwich and then I usually would describe what that sandwich was and just to show them of like life goes on and I there was a really good someone who in sports said this it was a really good quote and I've always remembered it and I've tried to live by it the only opinion that this 
players cares about is those from the people around his dinner table. And I've always lived by that. Unless you're around my dinner table, I actually don't like even like I love our fans. But if some fan came and was like, I hate you, I wouldn't think about it again. I honestly would. I would go eat a sandwich. I would sleep easy. You'd have a big bowl of spinach dip. Oh, yeah. Spinach dip. (laughs) Absolute. Big bowl of spinach dip. It doesn't change how cheese tastes. That's the other thing I say a lot. But to our point, Jesse and Carrie. Carrie. You make Carrie less to a less extent, but Jesse, you have an emotional connection with Taylor Swift. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's as if a friend has told you yes. that, you know, her mother is cancer. And don't let us yuck your yum. If you like something, it shouldn't matter if we like it or not. Like, yeah. if Jesse came out of this and, and loved the documentary, great. I that's that that's totally fine. We're we're just giving our opinion on it, but exactly like you're saying, you you are looking at it from a friend's perspective. We can have sympathy to only the level of that's horrible if it happened to anybody. Yeah. But the I just don't think the documentary did a good job of making me care about the subject. Yeah. Like if we had had like 20 minutes about her the backstory of her career I and m- maybe would have felt differently. Her mother made yeah. all these sacrifices. For sure. All she says is my mom's my best friend. Which is a me, statement. Show yes. me that your mom is your best friend. We, I didn't see that out of the documentary because I most of it is is Taylor Swift. You don't really spend a lot of time with the people Did in her life. Did you know she had a brother? No. She has a brother. I, I, I didn't know. Was that in the documentary? No. No. I Weird. D- you know what? I don't know her assistant's names and that's a problem t- for me because these are the people in your life. And I don't know any of these people who, who are, are here because you want to know why I don't know them because they're not important apparently because that's what the documentary tells me. It's your mom's Taylor your best Swift friend, show. but she's not that important because I barely saw her in this documentary. Yeah. Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike and Taylor. I did indeed uh, see and love the Taylor Swift documentary. I think it's just awful how uh, when you're rich and famous, people stop treating you like a human and start treating you like something else. I guess my question to both of you is, after seeing this um, – Oh, oh, there's two questions. That's why. First, do you at least think she has been mistreated um, if you don't like the documentary itself? So No, I don't think Taylor. I think Taylor is treated the same way in the media than any other. Okay, I backtrack. Do I think women in general are treated poorly in the media? Yes. Yeah. Do I think Taylor Swift has been treated any differently? No. Yeah, I mean the problem is more – systemic and systematic right like yeah. it, it, it's it's more of a larger picture question i don't know if it's particularly picking on her i think all women are picked on yeah. in this way um but i will say it's a question of should media be invasive in celebrities lives um, no probably not no but again but they enter the game knowing <laughs> they they do but now now i will say they do but they don't it doesn't mean it's right and and i and i agree with the fact of like some people enter this because of the craft and because it's a job. We as a society build up celebrities and tear them down. We do that. Celebrities don't do that to themselves. Yeah. But this documentary clearly presented a person who was in it for fame. Yeah. And then immediately, I think context is so important. I think it changes the narrative. So I, I agree with you. I think that like as a larger conversation about women in any industry, but but music being this yeah. one, 100% she's, she's mistreated. But th- this wasn't, looking at it as as of looking at Taylor Swift as an example to shine light on a bigger issue it was only focusing on her and i don't think i guess what i'm trying to say is i don't think she's tr- i don't think she's treated any differently 
than any other female artist. Well, so her second question is, do you think that we treat celebrities unfairly or do you think this is exactly what they deserve or simply the price of fame? And I think that like I think it's the price of fame. I mean, this is what's why why is there a price to fame? Because that's the thing like you think we they create should fame. Be just famous. I'm just thinking of like the old studio system and how like that's when this like the paparazzi mm-hmm. were born in like yeah. the 1920s. Oh yeah, yeah. And they used it as a vehicle in order to sell things, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't I just can't we live in a capitalist system yeah. and I can't conceive of a system that is different, but that doesn't mean that there aren't alternatives. But yeah. I've been raised and have always lived in a capitalist system. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, think of the Kardashians, everything oh, they sure. do, you're naive <laughs> to think that everything they do isn't for money and, and exposure. And I will say in that scenario, in, the, in that particular example of the, of the Kardashians, they, um, they, they must know going into it. If you say something, it's the Dixie Chicks example. Yeah. They, they were example, they were example in there. So the Dixie Chicks. Which I wish, again, that should have been the documentary. What, what, a, what a great like thing oh you could have gone into. But anyway, the Dixie Chicks knew what they were getting into. I'm sorry, you, you can't be that naive. If they they're going to get up onto a stage and they're going to say something about the president, even the look, the look that the person gives, who's the one, one of them who says it, looks back and the laughter and the voice. It's like, I've seen that look a million times. You and know exactly what you're doing. And that's why what the Dixie Chicks did was so powerful. Yeah. Because they well, knew meditated. that they were making a yeah. statement. And they might have said, yeah. oh, they it was miscalculated in the sense they didn't think it would be that much backlash. But they were operating within a system that they knew that there would have, have been consequences. That. I still don't see how you could have thought that there wouldn't have been the backlash, especially at that point in time where, like, we were just getting into the popularization of media. Like, now there's zero excuse. I get, like, 20, 30 years ago where it's, like, the internet's not really a th- – is just becoming a yeah. thing. Now there's zero excuse. If you speak, you got to know what's going places and you can't be shocked about that. But what I will say is we build up – ourselves we build up celebrities so i don't think every celebrity i don't think it's deserved or a price of fame because we're the ones who are doing it we're building them up we're buying the tabloids we're buying that the things. means Mike, we're buying we have the to information. deconstruct like a whole like in our lifetime i i don't see paparazzi ever going away no no i i 100 agree it's i don't industry. think they ever will it's an industry and i think some people are okay with it and some people are not like michael keaton has come over i don't care he's he said i don't care take pictures of me what I do care. i have to hide that's a way of approaching it and i do th- again like i said it starts with the self i think one individual as an individual you have to take that and understand okay what i'm gonna say is gonna do one thing i have to decide how much i care so for what the question she's saying again i think it's not this binary i don't think it's a do they deserve it or not the Kardashians deserve everything they get that's they coming to them because they're asking for it. Taylor Swift might very well be. But if you say something, if you know it's going to cause backlash, you can't be naive to think that it's not going to blow up and go places because you are a public figure. I would also make the point of saying um, in most cases, she's come out the winner in these yeah. these news stories. Yeah. And the fact that she continues to be one of the highest grossing female artists – who cares? Yeah, and I think I think that, that she gets a couple that's exactly, bad headlines. That, that's exactly. I think it comes down to the person. This is why I keep thinking it's so weird because I've known so many Taylor Swifts in my life. You as a person have to first be like, I don't care what people say, and I don't think Taylor Swift is that person. I think she Taylor Swift cares too cares. much about what everyone thinks, including Joe 
from the bridge in his basement. Who cares what Joe thinks? You shouldn't care because you, you're you're this person or whatever. You, you, Taylor Curry, shouldn't care. I shouldn't care. But I think Taylor Swift cares too much, and I think that that's that's to me the problem. At the end of the day, should we be so obsessed with celebrities? Probably not. But we are. So celebrities need to know what they <laughs> sign up for. And I think and I think a lot of them do. And I think that's where a lot of them are able to deal with it. And some of them don't. We've seen lots of tragedies with celebrities. They don't deal with it well. And a lot of that is not their fault. But I do think that you as a person have to take some responsibility too. So it's a, it's a, again, it's a double-edged sword and nothing is as binary as there's an answer and there isn't. I think it all depends on the certain scenario and situation. So Taylor Swift is a different scenario and situation than the Dixie Chicks, than who else have we talked about? Hugh Jackman, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. All these people are different. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't care. Oh, Joaquin no. Phoenix is beyond caring now. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix lives in his own world and yeah. we're just privy to some of his thoughts. Before we move on to the Nicole's question, because I know we're probably running out we're of time. We're running out of time, yeah. Um, I would just say some of the headlines, I think Taylor Swift does deserve. The fact that she's late to the politics game and now she feels victimized that, you know, people are saying, oh, why weren't you political sooner? I agree. But that was calculated. Yeah, like she a lot she made of... the choice to not be political, not just to, like she said it was ingrained in her, which is a whole other conversation. But but uh, I thought the documentary talked of... about that was calculated well, decisions. I don't know what Carrie specifically is referring to when she says like the media slander about Taylor Swift or sorry McKenzie. McKenzie was saying the I don't media know slander. exactly what McKenzie's referring to, but in my opinion, a lot of the negative headlines about Taylor Swift, not the ones like about her body, not the ones about like her dating history, but the ones about like her career and her being calculated, her playing the victim, her appropriating gay culture when it fits her, all of that I agree with. And to me, those are fair assessments of her career that if Taylor had a thick skin, she should read and maybe take into account. And I think there's a massive difference between slander and criticism. And I think people confuse these all the time. Criticism is exactly what you're talking about. We are seeing the action you're taking. We're looking at the evidence so and we're criticizing it. So I would be interested to know what – Yeah, what's, they, what's when, the slander? When yeah. she refers to kind of this like media backlash. Okay, like well, what, what are the headlines? The headlines about her being – super skinny that's slander like that's slander that's not fair no. but in my opinion that's part of the industry whether it's, a, or not, it's unfortunate but yeah. it is part of the industry but yeah. like the thing saying that she plays the victim i 100 percent agree with that. well again to me that's a critique that's a criticism yeah. or a critique of her not slander saying like what we do here we don't slander use, movies but, in the question she didn't use no. the term slander but i think that's what but she's, media backlash yeah, she was talking I about think and, she's I would be interested to know exactly what she the was referring to as headlines. well. But that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. I think to me that's the kind of, I don't know, the thesis or the end point of this episode or the idea of this was I do think context is very important. And I don't think you can think so binary as all celebrities this, all this, all that. Like every person's different. Every scenario is different. And what we're talking about here is a specific person who seems to – play and put herself in a victim category you could be a bad much. person and still win grammys that at the end of the day is my my critique of <laughs> like Taylor kanye Swift. west yeah. <laughs> like who, who i don't think is a particularly yeah. good person you can still won a lot of grammys you can be a phony and still be very talented 
Um, we we are too tight on time here, and oh, no. I and I I really want to give Nicole's question due. So I think we're gonna we're gonna open next week's episode Got with it. Nicole's question. Sorry, Nicole. Um, sorry, Nicole, uh, and James as well. I I think because we didn't get to James. James's question is more specific to the Oscars anyway. Okay. So we'll, James, we'll do your question next week. Nicole, uh, I just the reason why I'm pushing it is is I don't think two minutes is just no. to the to the amount of of information in your question and the amount of um, it's gonna take two minutes really, just to read it yeah it could take two minutes to read it but also i think there's a lot of good stuff here and yeah. i want to give it justice so nicole and james I, I apologize that we couldn't get to you but the conversation was was pretty big this week but next week's episode we'll kick off with both your questions finish this conversation um and go forward from there but thank you everyone for listening and even though we were I don't know. I, I I think we were handling these fan questions well. I, I really do appreciate Carrie, Jesse, Mackenzie, all of you writing in. And I think that um, if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, power to you. And I hope you you got something out of out of our side of of what mm-hmm. we thought about this as well. Go see some movies. <laughs>